You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levon. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. I'm your host, Janice Levine, and I'm back. It's season five. Y'all, can y'all believe it's season five? <laughs> I am back a couple of days late, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm back for season five. And as always, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to pour into you and to your music ministry. So, We just wrapped, uh, well, not just wrapped, but we wrapped up season four where we talked about um, how to prepare for a successful music release. And today I want to start things off by talking about the biggest mistake many artists make after they release new music. Now, just so you know, this is not going to be a super long episode. I really just kind of want to hit it and quit it. Um, If you guys need me to elaborate more on this topic, then I will be more than happy to do so. Just go ahead and drop me either a DM or an email and you can find uh, the ways to do that in the show notes of this episode. So let's go ahead and get into it. Now, before we get into this topic, you know that I love sharing new artists and new independent gospel music. And so today I want to share with you all the Indie Artist Spotlight. And this week we are shining the spotlight on the Hall Family Music Group. Now, I believe it was last season, I shared with you all music from my girl, Miss Shayna Hall, who is an incredible singer. She has such a beautiful, humble heart towards the Lord. But now she has teamed up with her family, her husband and her beautiful children, and they have released new music. Their first single off of their album, Get Ready, is available now. And I believe at the time when you will hear this podcast, the album will be out as well. So this song, I love it. I've been bumping it. It's a good old church song. And let me tell y'all something. My sis was wearing that drive out. You hear me? (laughs) They did an amazing job with this single, Get Ready. And I'm so happy for them and so proud of them. I want you all to connect with them, collaborate, make sure you listen to their new single, Get Ready, on our Gospel Underground playlist, which is available on Spotify and Apple Music. And just show them some love and support. We're so proud of you guys. We're so grateful for the work the Lord is doing with you all. And we thank God for your music ministry. So again, Make sure that you guys check out the Hall Family Music Group and their new single, Get Ready. So for the past week and a half, I have been doing my civic duty of serving in grand jury duty. And let me tell you something. If you've never done jury duty, um, and let me just say this really quick. Grand jury is different from trial jury. In grand jury, you uh, see more than one case. You 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 vote on more than one case. You usually get several. Um, it's only week two for me, and I believe that we are on case number 28. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit different from trial jury where you are sitting 
for a trial for one case. Um, And so I've been serving in jury duty for the past week and a half, and I actually have another week and a half to go or two weeks to go. Um, Yeah, also jury duty is usually very long, (laughs) depending on the trials that you get, like a regular trial jury, you may get one for a week, you may get one for two, three months. But jury duty, grand jury duty is typically about a month, 20 days. So I have been currently serving in grand jury duty. Um, And just to say the least about it, it has completely zapped all of my energy, all of my capacity to do other things. Um, And this is from nine to five, most days after five, Monday through Friday, which is why I'm a little late on the podcast. Um, But yeah, I've been serving in grand jury duty. And, you know, I know a lot of people, they try to avoid jury duty at all costs. And if I could have, I probably would have too. (laughs) But that was not the case for me. And so I've been in this position, um, basically working with 23, well, 22 other strangers um, in this new environment, going to a new place every single day for the past uh, week and a half and a couple more weeks ago. Um, and so I just kind of took a took a beat and was like, all right, Lord, you allowed this to happen. Um, and not of my my own desire. It's not something I pray for. I ask God for. Um, but you you allowed this. He knew that this was coming. Um, and he allowed this to happen. So whenever I find myself in a new place, in a new environment, uh, under new circumstances, I try my best to figure out why am I here? Like, I try to figure out what God wants me to learn from this space, from this time, from this opportunity. And so far, one of the major things that I have learned or that I believe that God wants me, Janice LeVon Wright, to learn is to slow down. Y'all know I do a lot of things. I do a lot of things. This podcast, um, I'm a first lady at church. I work a nine to five. I'm an artist. I have other things cooking in the oven that y'all don't even know about. I do a lot. And in the past year or so, I may have mentioned it here, I've struggled with slowing down and just taking my time and taking care of myself. And so I I certainly believe it was divine intervention um, for the Lord to place me in jury duty. I know that might sound strange to a couple of people, but um, what I have been learning from it is to slow down. I have no choice <laughs> in the matter of serving, um, but it has certainly placed me on a different routine, a different regimen, a different schedule where I have not the same amount of energy. I have not this. I don't have the same capacity that I once had to do different things, to be a part of different things and slowing down, living slower, living more intentional, um, being more present has been a resounding lesson that I feel the Lord is walking me through hand in hand, we are walking through this together. And as I've been thinking about this and soaking up the lessons um, within this experience of jury duty, something that came to my mind as it pertains to gospel music ministry and artists, particularly coming off of season four, where we discussed um, how to prepare for a successful music release. Um, the thing that came to my mind um from all of that and in talking to other artists was this huge mistake that a lot of artists make 
once they have released new music. And that the biggest mistake that I believe many artists, especially gospel artists, make once we release new music is we are already rushing to do the next thing, to release the next song, to release the next project, to release the remix, to release, the, to, to do, we breeze past, we fly past what we have just accomplished, what we have just done many times in an effort to stay relevant, to maintain momentum, to keep the attention of whoever, whoever, you know, fill in the blank. Um, And I think that that can be a really huge mistake because we don't take a moment to bask in the fact that we have accomplished a goal, right? So we set out a goal to write this song or have a song created and produced and and to put it together beautifully and to release that thing into the world. We don't, we don't pause after that is done and look back at it and say, this is good. Like how God did after he created the world. (laughs) We, we rush then to create, do the remix. We rush then to drop the music video. We rush then to, put together the next single. We rush then to drop the whole album. And I think that that is a big mistake because we completely, we, we, we don't leave any room for gratitude. We don't leave any room for reflection. We don't leave any room for anything. It's, it's, you stay on this constant rat race of, I got to do the next thing. I got to be the next thing. And I, and I get it, you know, um, music is one of those things or art, creating art, creating, you know, music, whatever, whatever type of art it is that you create, that industry can be competitive and it can cause you to run, 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 run. But I would love to propose that as gospel music ministers, we take a different route. You know, if we proclaim that we are called to serve God's people, let us do what he called us to do, create the music. And then take a beat, take a minute, take a minute to make sure that what you have created is actually serving his people. So I wanted to drop a couple of things into your thought thought process. I I guess that's the way I want to say it. Drop a couple of ideas into your thought process um, as you meditate on this, as you ponder this. Right. So the first thing that I want you to consider is that gospel music never dies. Literally, it never dies dies. We are still singing songs that Mahalia Jackson did decades ago. And we sing them and we are blessed by them and we are ministered to by them just as if she just released it yesterday. One of the biggest benefits of being a gospel artist specifically is that gospel music is always relevant, always relevant. You know, we hear a lot of different artists complaining that, oh, the radio stations only play the same five artists, the same big artists, the same, you know, artists that we've listened to all these years. Well, I mean, to an extent, I think that that's true. My personal opinion, I do think that that's true. But I also look at that as, wow, Shirley Caesar, I don't know how old she is, so I don't want to like disrespect, but I'm so I think that she's in her 70s and this woman can still like sell out a concert like she with her old music not even new music 
You know, that is one of the biggest blessings of being a gospel artist. Gospel music never dies. It is always relevant. Somebody always needs to be reminded of the power and the gloriousness of God. Somebody always needs to hear that trouble won't last always. Somebody always is always going to need to hear that. And I think that as artists, we need to let that sink in a little bit deeper and not run to drop the next song because we're competing with whoever. Like, we need to remember that we have an advantage as musicians. We are in a genre. And I know that a lot of people have a lot of complaints about gospel music as a genre and whatever. <laughs> we can pick those apart at another time. But I think that it's worth looking at the benefits of being a gospel artist as well. And and one of the biggest benefits is that you are in an everlasting genre. Somebody is always going to need gospel music. So take your time. Create excellent do do excellent work make sure you got the best production make sure that you are putting your best voice forward whether you're singing or whether you're rapping whatever it is that you're doing you know put out your best and sit with it let it let it live which is my next point let your music live let it live let it grow arms and legs one of the things that i said to the lord after i released my my latest single when judah sings is I took a breath and I said, okay, Lord, I did what you told me to do. Yes, I have, I have plans to release a video and I have plans to do a couple other things, but I did what you told me to do. Now I'm giving it back to you so you can do what you want to do with it. I'm giving space and giving room for the music that God, God really created to live I want it to grow legs and grow arms and grow feet and hands so it can walk throughout this world so that it can touch whoever it is destined to touch. I'm giving it a moment to 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 grow, you know, and sometimes when we're constantly talking about something, yes, we're supposed to market our music and all that stuff and share. But when you're constantly people don't like it when you constantly shove things down their throat. They like to remember, oh, yeah, Janice dropped a song in January. Oh, okay, that's dope. Now it's the end of March. Yeah, let me let me go back to that song again. Like, people like to do things on their own time. So kind of just let, let your music live. And to my first point, God's music never dies. So it will come back up in people's spirit again, especially if you pray for that. If you pray that it will be a song that people will remember. So let your music live. That's my second point. Let your music live. Just let it, let it begin to breathe on its own. I've gotten so many responses from people that have, have reached out to me and said, girl, I just got your song on repeat weeks after it was released. That's, I just let it live every now and again. I remind people, Hey y'all, I, you know, I just dropped a song not so long ago. Hey, y'all, you know, you, you know, you definitely keep it in people's remembrance, but I give space for it to just grow and live on its own. And in that, you give yourself time to exhale. I told y'all a couple of episodes back that one of the mistakes that I made when I released my first EP was that I just kept running. I never stopped to rest. And after my radio promo tour, I kind of crashed and burned. <laughs> I kind of crashed and burned. I was so exhausted. I was so tapped out. I was just like, okay, I'm good. 
And I just took like several months to just not do nothing with music because I needed to rest. But if you go into the release process knowing that you are going to give your music time to live and you're not killing yourself and running to do the next thing, then you will carve out and you will implement uh, space and time for you to rest for you to rest and for your song to live. So that's my second, that's my second point. Like I said, let your music live, let your music live. And the last point that I want to make is that the one thing that you should be doing um, after you release the music is focus on getting your music heard, right? So the point of making music is for people to hear it, (laughs) for people to, I don't know anybody that makes music just to make music. Like you just throwing it out there, you throwing it, throwing it, throwing it, throwing it. No, you make the music because you want people to listen to it. You want them to learn the song. You want them to resonate with the song. And if you're rushing to drop the remix or you're rushing to drop the next song, you're rushing to drop the album, how can they, how can the song live? And how can people get used to hearing that one song if you've already dropped a new option in front of them? We live in an age where people have terrible attention spans. Anyway, don't help in that process. Let your music live and allow people time to listen to the song, to hear the song. So if there's anything that you're going to go hard at doing after you release your music, I will suggest that you go hard at trying to get it on the radio so people can listen to it. Go hard at getting your streams up. Your streams on Spotify, all these different streaming platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, all these different places. I give God all the glory, the honor, and the praise. I just crossed uh, over 10,000 streams on my song, When Judah Sings, on Spotify. I'm so grateful for that. I am so, so grateful to God for that. That's only God. I thank God for um, giving me the wisdom to rest to let my song live and to listen. And, and and another thing is, is God, so he gives you the music, right? But he wants you to give it back to him. So you, you did what he told you to do. Like I said earlier, you created the song. Now release it back to him because then he's going to give you the next instruction on what next. He's going to open the door and show you the avenues that you need to take next. And that's exactly what he did with me. He opened doors for me to learn how to get my music streams up that I needed that. You know, I knew that this song is precious. This song is big. And I knew that people needed to hear it. I knew that the major focus on this song was that folks need to hear it. And he opened a door. He gave me a resource to learn how to get the streams up so people can listen to it. I can go on my, um, Spotify for Artists app and see in real time how many people are listening to my song. That is a blessing. So focus, focus, focus. Focus on the point of making music, which is for people to hear it. All right? So I don't want you guys to make the mistake of rushing yourself. That's another really easy way to get burnt out and to get discouraged in making music. Because you moving too fast. So slow down. It's okay. What's for you is for you. And it's not going nowhere. 
So I just want to go over my three points, the three things that I want you all to think about and to consider as you create um, and release your music. The first point is that you have an advantage as a gospel music minister because gospel music never dies. Don't ever forget that. You know, you just released your music this year, but in 10 years from now, people can still be ministered to, can still benefit from the message of your song. Gospel music is not like pop music where it's a young person's game and where it's based on fads and trends of the time. No, gospel music lives forever (laughs) and it is always relevant. Point number two, give your song time to live and to grow. And also in that, give yourself a moment to breathe and to be grateful and to soak in the fact that God has blessed you to bring forth music from him. That is that is breathtaking. So give your music time to live, to marinate in the hearts and the minds and in the souls of your listeners. And the last point is, if you're going to rush to do anything, if you're going to strive to do anything after your music is released, the main thing that you should be focused on is getting your music heard. So getting it on the radio, getting your streams up, you know, if you can, you know, I know that we're still in this pandemic era, whatever, get out there and sing your song so people can hear it. The point of music being made is for people to hear it. So don't you ever, ever forget it. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as I am (laughs) on uh, or in this space of slowing down. I'm going to do my very best to pump out these episodes while they are still, while I'm still in this season of doing jury duty. Um, I'm going to do the very best that I can to get that out. Y'all keep me in prayer because this stuff is mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally draining. And I'm trying to exercise wisdom with my energy, with my capacity, with my time. Um, But yeah, I just, I pray that this was a blessing to you. Um, And I I hope that you really think about this, meditate on this. And you do the, the necessary work, which is focus on getting the music heard. All right. All right, you guys. I love you guys so much. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you give it uh, five stars on Apple Music. That way, other independent gospel artists just like you will be able to find out about the podcast. If you have any questions uh, of any kind, make sure you hit me up. You can follow us on the on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground. And you can always send me a DM there or you can email me at the email address that is listed in the description of this show. All right. So I love you guys so much. Thank you as always for listening. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep one of them prayer and I will speak to you next week.